for many people, for many young people, uh, they very much look forward to the weekend, very much look forward, especially to Saturday night, look forward to going out, getting dressed up, socialising, dance music and uh, meeting new people and all those kind of things. And often people can actually spend their week living for the weekend, just earning enough or just kind of tolerating their work, tolerating their life, tolerating uh, their situation just for the weekend. Uh, Interestingly, the weekend experience very often is not everything it's, it's hoped to be. Uh, I'm, yeah, I won't tell my own stories, but I'm, yeah, you've, you've got your own stories, I presume, uh, of, of things going terribly wrong <laughs> on a Saturday night. Uh, and so often people having, as I say, like expected joy, expected relief, expected uh, fulfilment, and were met rather with, with disappointment or use or hangover or, um, uh, well, we won't get into the details, like, but, you know, vomit, <laughs> bloody feet, I mean, from walking on broken glass and fights and then fear in dark alleyways at three o'clock in the morning and then blacking out, wondering what on earth happened between two and four and all this kind of thing. So often, like, this is what we're, lo- what we're expecting, hoping for on a Saturday night doesn't really deliver. Hopefully, as adults, that slightly changes, and we start to look forward to other things like homily, like homilies, holidays. <laughs> Hopefully, you look forward to homilies. Okay. Holidays. You look forward to holidays. So you spend kind of your year working, right, in order to get away to Spain for a week, because we all love Spain, or Italy, for that matter, right? Two amazing countries to go on holidays to. Um, and so like, you, you spend your time, I'd say, saving up and looking forward to it, especially with kids. If you've got a family, like to bring... A family abroad is no joke. My goodness, I, I, I sailed across to England there uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and I was just—I met a family there, so I was talking to the to the father, and uh, I just said, "Yeah, it just seems very relaxed, actually, on a ferry. I hadn't I haven't taken a ferry in an awful long time." And he said, "Oh, he said you can't beat it. Like you know, you just get in the car or the camper van, whatever you have, you just horse everything in that you need, including the children, right? I uh, just throw everything in and all the possible toys and." Blankets and nappies and babysitter, whatever else needs to go in, horse it all in, and uh, and away you go. Uh, whereas, whereas in a plane, you know, you find just you know, we, we, okay, you know, he might need a second jacket. We haven't room. We're flying with Ryanair. You know what I mean? Wear whatever you need, <laughs> uh, and then you're rushing through an airport, trying to get through security, and trying to keep everyone together. Whereas the kids just went ballistic on the ferry, just running all over the place and loving it. He said it was great. You know, a great way to travel. But point being. We can look forward to the weekend, which can often disappoint. We can look forward to holidays. I find often holidays as well. Holidays can sometimes be a bit harder than expected. You know, you, do you ever go abroad, like, and it's just, it's still tough work, especially with kids. It's still tough. Like, you've got this amazing scenery and amazing pools, and you spend half time just changing nappies, because that's what needs to be done. Uh, or, like, there's so much to see and do, but with the kids, they can only walk, two, they can only walk a kilometre anyway. So you can't go very far, and then they need to nap in the afternoon, so you kind of have to stay close. So it, very often we look forward to all of these things where real life can kick in and make these experiences somewhat maybe disappointing. Not all they're supposed to be, not all, they hoped they, not all we hoped they would be. Basically the idea is, in order to have a better or happier life, what we have to do is escape from the one we have. Right? In order to have a better situation, escape from where you are. And then things will be better. So we try to escape. And it's, it's, it is a form of kind of escapism. As I say, to live for the weekend or to live for your, your Spanish or Italian holiday, or French for that matter. I should have, I'm sorry. Uh, um, 
in order to, to live for that, it's actually kind of a sad way to live because it means you don't, you're not present where you are. You're not present where your feet are. You're not present where your body is. You're not present with those who are around you because you're constantly just waiting for the weekend. Like, I was talking to a, 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 a friend of one of our, our community members there last week, and uh, she's really running the risk of losing her job because while at work, and she works in a petrol station, and then a customer came in, and this is all on a camera. A customer came in and said, I just pumped number five, and she said, yeah, just a second. <laughs> and she left the customer waiting while she was on her phone at the till, with the boss watching on the camera. She, and, and, and she said, yeah, it's my second warning. And like, I mean, I'm not her, I don't know her very well, but I still couldn't help myself saying, would you not think of putting down the phone then? <laughs> Just turn off the mobile data while you're at work or something. Would you not think it's maybe more important to keep your job? But we, we, kinda, we, live, we live for, for distraction. We live, if, if we could just be present where we are. Now, interestingly, when it comes to the, there's, there's a reason for it, I'm saying all this as regards the ascension. When it comes to the ascension, the Lord is ascending to heaven, yes, to prepare a place for us, as, as, as he tells us in scripture. I've gone in, in the Gospel of John, I've gone to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be too. So he's going to prepare a place for us. But there's another element to this. As, as Christians, we're, we shouldn't be, our attitude shouldn't be, I can't wait to just escape earth. Just be done with this life and be gone, and be gone to heaven. Because the way Jesus speaks about our future, what's called eschatology, so how, how, thing, how, how the end of time will work, right? How Jesus speaks about that, maybe it's, it's, it's not our concept of it. He doesn't say, you know, flee earth, come to heaven and everything will be great. But he speaks about uniting heaven and earth. It's, 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 a, it's an interesting, even in the book of Revelation, John speaks about, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down, coming out of heaven, down to earth. Right? So it's like this unity of heaven and earth. And then Jesus ascends into heaven and the Holy Spirit comes down. And even all that we do, liturgically speaking, should actually unite heaven and earth. So again, it's not about let us leave these, these, this frail mortality and let us leave this horrid earth and let us uh, aim everything towards heaven and then just leave everything behind in a Christian understanding or a biblical understanding of, of what's ahead of us it's more about uniting heaven and earth now how exactly that works by the way we don't really know we don't really know like in heaven Jesus is there with his glorified body our lady is also there with her glorified body does that mean heaven is a physical place and if so where is it and if you're a really fast spaceship could you get there Probably not. Probably not. But, we, but, we, like, but it is, if it is a physical reality, then, then if it has a physical reality, then it's, it should be in a physical location. So where is it? Now, some are going to argue it's probably in Kerry, because Kerry think they just think they're the center of the world. Like, but I somehow don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but you, so how, how does uniting in heaven, heaven and earth work? We don't really know. We don't have to. Like, like God, well, God will sort that out. God will work that out. But we read in, just before the, reading, the second reading of today, in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, and he has made known to us in all wisdom and insight his plan which he proposed in Christ. A plan 
for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So to unite, so it's not like discarding the earth and just going to heaven, but uniting heaven and earth. Also in the Our Father, we say, so Jesus' prayer, speaking to the Father, he says, may your will be done on earth as in heaven. May your will be done here, as opposed to kind of discarding the earth, and let, just let your will be done in heaven. May, you, may your will, may, may, may heaven and earth unite. And as I say, everything liturgically that we do should be a uniting of heaven and earth. Even the, the readings should make us think of divine things. The homily should help clarify what these divine things are, help unite heaven and earth. Uh, the Eucharist, which we receive, should, should be what it actually, what we call it, a holy communion, and entering into a holy communion with God, not receiving the Catholic cookie, but entering into a relationship, a holy communion with God, heaven and earth meeting. So, what the Lord has planned for how this heaven and earth uniting, how, how, it'll, how it'll work, I don't know. We don't know. The church doesn't know. Uh, but he'll, he'll work it out. It'll be fine. Don't worry. He's got this. It's kind of like a two-year-old going over to his daddy saying, Daddy, the car is broke. Dad, dad, daddy will get it sorted. The two-year-old doesn't have to know how, okay? It'll be fine. It'll be fine. God will work it out. These are his things. But what he has planned for us is that, therefore, <clears throat> all that happens here on earth, all that happens in my life, all that I carry, all that, I, all that causes me to rejoice, and all that I suffer, all of these things <clears throat> are not called to be discarded and forgotten. But the Lord wants us to unite them to heaven. So nothing is wasted. Nothing at all, nothing that happens in our lives is wasted. Every joy causes us to thank God. Again, so our joys cause us to unite heaven and earth, earth to heaven, my life to the heart of Jesus. And every suffering calls us to call out to God, so causes me to reach up towards heaven, God who's already reaching down. Even my sufferings then can unite heaven and earth. So all that happens and exists and that God allows in his providence should help us to be part of this plan of uniting heaven and earth. And that's why when the apostles ask, <coughs> Lord, has the time come for you to restore the kingdom to Israel? Right? It's a, it's, it's a fair question. The, the, they, the apostles thought Jesus is the Messiah. He's going to restore <coughs> the 12 tribes, restore all the land back to Israel. <coughs> It'll be great. The 10 tribes <coughs> of the north who had been annihilated by the Assyrians. All of that land was now in, in, in foreign hands. Only the two tribes of the south remained. So, Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And what does the Lord say? Well, he doesn't give a straight answer. But he said, it's not for you to know times or dates that the Father has decided by his own authority. This is the important bit. But you will receive power. So keep in mind, the question is, Lord, will you restore the kingdom to Israel, and the Lord responds, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses, not only in Jerusalem, but throughout Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. So Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And the Lord responds, basically, no, you are. But not just restore a kingdom to Israel, but create a church that goes throughout the whole globe. This isn't linked anymore to geography. This is now going to be a worldwide, a universal church. 
you will receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon me and you will be my witnesses not only in Jerusalem, not only around here, <clears throat> but in Judea, Samaria, so pagan countries, or uh, Samaria was considered a heretical country, won't go into it, and to the ends of the earth. So you will be my witnesses. You will be my words. You will be my consoling gaze. You will be my hands and you will be my feet. Us and the Holy Spirit, heaven and earth, joined in me. So nothing is wasted. Nothing is lost. Nothing is forgotten. Nothing is useless. No hidden suffering, no silent tear goes unnoticed. And all can be united to heaven. Everything. That heaven and earth may be united as they were in Jesus, his earthly body <coughs> and his divine nature. Heaven and earth united in Jesus. So it will be. If that's where the head has gone, this is where the, us, the body, will follow. Heaven and earth united. The Lord knows what he's doing. So we ask the Lord today to help us to realize that sanctity, that holiness that he's calling us to here where we are. To, to realize that my day and all that happens in it is allowed by him for a reason. It's not forgotten or it's not pointless or it's not just something we have to tolerate and eventually end until we get to heaven and when finally things will be fine. It all has a purpose. And my day and its joys and its struggles, all these things are like a micro version of what the Lord wants to do in the whole earth. He wants to unite heaven and earth. He wants to unite his heart to mine. So we ask the Lord today for eyes to recognize those opportunities and to put them into practice that all things may be united in Christ. Amen. The following is a special appeal by Father Patrick Cahill. Dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us uh, for these homilies on YouTube or whatever podcast media you're listening to us on. Uh, it's a great privilege to be able to serve you all in this way. Uh, if I could ask you please to pray for us here in Holy Family Mission. We're heading into our eighth year of uh, faith formation for the young people who are attending here. And it's a great gift and privilege to be able to work here. But we would ask if you would pray for us and pray for all of our intentions here as well that we can continue this work. And if you feel the Lord is in any way calling you or asking you to support us financially, we would greatly appreciate that too. So if you go to, onto our website, holyfamilymission.ie, there's a donate button there, and we'd greatly appreciate uh, your donations so that we can keep this work going. Uh, it does, unfortunately, cost uh, a bit to run this place, so uh, our, we greatly rely on our benefactors, and of course we play, pray for all of our benefactors' needs, especially on Wednesday, the day traditionally dedicated to St. Joseph, the Father of all providence so thank you so much uh, in advance for your prayerful support and also for those who are able to uh, uh, assist us financially we are immensely grateful god bless you